1: This episode
2: of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by PayMaya. If you're not familiar with what PayMaya is, listen up. PayMaya is a free mobile wallet app available on iOS and Android. And get this, if you download the app and use our code WWPAYMAYA, you'll get 50 pesos on us. In this time of social distancing, you can securely pay for your groceries, your bills, and even send money to your loved ones in a non-contact and cashless way. So remember, don't pay cash, pay Maya.
0: What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda
3: Zay. Hey,
1: everyone. This is Jeff
3: Cobb. Hello, WWE
2: Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually
3: transmitted.
1: Hey, this is TJP, the Philan Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And uh, yeah, um, it, it's not your normal jolly show uh, that you're probably used to and for obvious reasons. Uh, we'll we'll explain more in detail in, in a bit. But first, uh, let's introduce everybody. Uh, you got Stancy here, Romaran and Raf Camus also checking in. Uh, Chino Liao is not with us tonight. He has opted to sit out of this, uh, this week's episode and... Um, Tonight, though, in, instead of Chino, we are joined by Jackie Arias. She is a former content creator for uh, Preen.ph. And we're also joined by Tabi Tomas of PWR, a.k.a. Gemmerlin, a.k.a. ang star ng PWR. Uh, so, um, tonight's podcast is um, a, a little bit more serious, obviously, in light of what happened in the wrestling world over the weekend. So, um, for the benefit of those who uh, have been living under a rock, uh, the hashtag Speaking out trended, and um, it is how uh a lot of survivors of of rape sexual harassment and sexual abuse in the wrestling industry have come forward and shared their stories so um it, it's something that uh took the wrestling world by storm and even made its way to local uh, to our local shores uh from PWR alone unfortunately uh, crystal and nina have spoken up and and come forward about their experiences and the reason why we're doing this uh uh, set of podcasts for this week, which I've called the "Speaking Out" sessions, is because these conversations are very uncomfortable and very heavy, but they're also very important for us to have them. Um, I can only speak for myself when I say, na, as a straight cisgender guy, um, I've been very privileged. Na you know, um, I, I haven't experienced uh, anything near the stories of the survivors who've come out and come forward, and. I may have seen bits and pieces of toxic masculinity around me or so much of it, but I never did a thing. I never spoke up about it. And I've come to realize now that is indicative of my complicity in it. So I, I recognize, I acknowledge Now, you know, um, I, I may have had a voice with this podcast, with radio or whatever else that I've been doing, and I didn't say a thing. Uh, so uh, that is where I have failed to be a good ally. Um, again, I'm not speaking for Ro or Camus here. If you guys would like to jump in, feel free.
1: Well. Okay. It's okay. one of those. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, when when the when it came up over the weekend, um, one of the first people I talked to is a good friend of ours, um, Tengu, from the UK, because it's hit it hit them first. It, that's there was a lot of things that were coming out of uh, people that he's worked with under the promotions that he's associated with, and we were just talking about how. It's difficult for us, you know, guys who perceive themselves to be good friends to people, not sexual harassers, people who don't take advantage of people, people who try to help out other people as much as they do. And it still happens. It's something that he saw, uh, he was not necessarily involved with, but he saw it happen. He saw, he heard stories about it happening. And he also felt bad. It's like, I. I can't believe that this happened under our nose, and I had to say at the same time, it's like that's the conversation that I'm sort of having with myself now. How did you not catch these guys when it was happening? How did you not? How are you not able to help these people involved? And it sucks because when it hit, you know, when the story hit locally, I was like, oh shit, this is something that you know you might have seen, you might have been you know, at the events that it happened, but you didn't think it was like this and it didn't hurt and it hurt this bad. So at that point it's like I feel complicit as well. That's the that's the word for it. But you know, it's now the conversation also has to shift to what are we going to do about it, Deba? So Ro, if you've got something, pass it on to you. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna cop to sit to not doing enough of my own stuff as well. Like I haven't been a perfect uh, person my whole life, right? Uh, I've spent. I'd like to say that I've spent the last few years or so trying to correct myself and trying to be more mindful of how I interact with uh, with with women, right? Uh, because I wanted to. I want. I want me to be someone to be that. People can feel safe around, no matter what you are, whether you are a woman or a man, right? And I, it kind of sucks then that, uh, I, it it's kind of, it kind of sucks that the reality of it is that we men haven't been perfect because, in a way, especially here in the Philippines, in Filipino culture, we've been raised, uh, we've been raised in the shadow of toxic masculinity, and I, I kind of, it, it. Really does suck, especially if you feel guilty. Especially if you feel like you haven't done much. But as Karma said, as it, it, uh, Sand also said, these are conversations that we have to have, no matter how uncomfortable they they mm-hmm. can get, because there's no other way to address it than by having these conversations with uh, with everyone involved.
0: Yeah. Um, so. That's as much as you're gonna hear from the three of us uh, for pretty much the rest of the episode um, What we're gonna do now is we're really gonna turn it over to our guests Kasi, um this is a topic that I believe they'll be better equipped to handle And our role uh, for tonight and my role for tomorrow night when I speak to Ria Gamboa of Empower Philippines uh, is, is really just to ask questions to open up the conversation So um, let's start off with uh, bringing Jackie and Tabby on board How are you guys feeling tonight? Sino <laughs> una? Yeah, we'll start with Jackie.
3: Uh, I'm I'm okay. Um, you know, typical um GCQ, GCQ mood swings, but I'm okay. Um, the past few days have been hard because um, like social media has been filled with like um speaking out. We've been talking about it in our private chats also, so it's been difficult in a sense na. Um, parang hindi ko na kayang stomach kasi parang everyday may bago and like every hour may bago. So, I mean, yeah, generally fine. It's just the past few days have been upsetting talaga.
0: How about you, Tabi Um, uh, how are you feeling tonight? And siguro we can also attach that into that, um, the, the role you've taken on, especially in light of, uh, what's going on yeah. right now in our world. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, medyo anxious ako pag-usapan to, to be honest. Um, Um, to be honest, the past few days, um, how do I say it? Medyo mabigat, like, emotionally, um, knowing that, like, um, because I've been assigned to be one of the arbiters to handle sexual harassment cases in PWR, um, ang hirap dalhin yung dinadala ng mga tao, so, um, I'm going
3: through
0: that all week. Uh, Yun. <laughs> all right. No, um, I, I totally understand Yung anxiety. I guess it comes with uh, an uncomfortable conversation like this. Um, it's not something that we can just talk about uh, kunwari, when you're among friends and nagi kayo or whatever. It's not like, nabaritaan mo yung. It, it, it's not something casual, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I totally understand. Um, siguro, to start off, Can we? uh, Where do we draw the line when it comes to sexual harassment? Um, Because it's it's a very murky topic. Now until now, a lot of people are still very unclear about. So, um, Mm -hmm. is there a line, na hard and fast, black and white? Na okay, if you do this, that's considered sexual harassment.
3: Yeah. Um, for for me, like um, in terms of like what I've learned as a as a writer for preen, um. Sexual harassment case is very broad. Like, mm-hmm. um, the common definition is parang unwanted physical or verbal advances. So, verbal um, examples can be like catcalling, whist- whistling, or like uncomfortable comments. Um, Tapos parang magkaiba din yung definition niya in terms of like on a legal standpoint or like on a policy standpoint. Kasi let's say in a workplace setting it can only be considered like um illegal or punishable if it's um if it's sexual coercion or um someone going out of the way of their way to like create a dangerous environment for someone. Like and Laluna if someone doesn't feel um comfortable enough to to report on the harassment kasi they feel like they might um they might lose their reputation, they might lose their jobs. So mm-hmm. Yun yun yung ano? Yun yung general ano nang sexual harassment. It's very broad talaga. Like even even when I was like checking it, checking double checking uh-huh. it on the internet, it's very broad. Um, and parang, sorry to add lang. Parang yeah. case measures, I, I don't
4: know. Um, I'm I'm looking at it as a, a case case basis. Um, if it, I think my definition is more of if you felt. Uncomfortable um, after parang an action has been done to you, yeah. um, that is probably considered as Mm-mm. sexual harassment. So it's really, for me, I, I look at it as simply um, you like now you have to look at it from the vic- victim's perspective. If he or she felt violated in any way, then that could be considered as such.
0: Mm-mm so um, the, the topic really came about because of the hashtag you hashtag speaking out which blew up I think late Friday night uh, here in Manila yeah. and then talaga just took mm-hmm. on a life of its own through Saturday
3: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I, I, I guess uh, for, yeah. for our guests uh, what does the hashtag speaking out mean to you as as women who are part of the pro wrestling community whether as a fan like Jackie or as a performer like you Tabby I uh,
3: mm-hmm. I'll start. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> um Okay. No, because yeah. uh, I, I mentioned in in my article, so Smart Henry I, like speaking out is like the the wrestling equivalent of Me Too. Although Me Too is like mm-hmm. encompassing, na talaga. Pero um, what's sad about it, it's parang knowing that um, the pro wrestling community is very male dominated, so parang Expected, that it's going to be riddled with misogyny, um, riddled with sexism. I mean, the history of pro wrestling, especially in the WWE, is like riddled with sexism. Um, So for me, it was a matter of time, I guess. And I know this isn't the first time that wrestlers have been outed. Siguro in this scale, it's in this Mm -hmm. scale na na outsele it's the first time, but it isn't the first time and. I guess it was only a matter of time before someone someone pulled the trigger on speaking out just to purge the community. Kasi, ayun nga, if, if this persists, it's like, a na tayo pupulutan as a community. Diba?
1: What about I you, think Dabin, for as a man, performer?
3: Yeah,
4: um, I think it needed to be part of the conversation. We have to talk about it because, um, it's really happening around us. And um for me, nga, parang it's in a way helpful as well parang to at least shed light on the topic. Cause if you to Jackie's point, if it doesn't happen now, kailan pa, Kailan pa natin, Kailan pa shot
3: Yeah. And yeah. to add to that point kasi this isn't just a wrestling um issue eh. this is this is like a human issue as a whole now yep. it just so happens that speaking out is just you know centered uh within the wrestling community yeah. but you know if we don't start within this community how can we change how can we change like the the culture outside of it Because misogyny sexism rape culture is an issue our society as a whole deals with and on a daily basis and women are dispro disproportionately affected by it. So ayun. So that's why for me importantly speaking out cause it's it's a it's a topic that can cover like even outsiders. I
4: just wanna ano touch on Jackie's point on because she mentioned uh I talked to you Stan, about this. Um
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Parang, the the purge is a long time coming. I really Sorry, Jeff. I'm not comfortable calling it a purge. Um, yeah, golem yeah. uh, because because um, it kind so of, it kind of gives, um, parang a negative um, treatment naman on the victims. Like if we call it a purge, like oh, I'm coming for you, for you, for you, for you, for you. If ganin yung maging dating mm. sa mga tao, then um, I think from the victims' perspective, perspective, parang tingin ng, parang matatakot siya kasi, ah, okay, ganun yung tingin ng mga tao, I'm coming from, for everyone, as in, ikaw call out ka lahat. I'm gonna be against you, 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 so, parang, I don't wanna, yeah. I don't wanna call it that way, um, and I also, like, coming from experience also, I spoke with a victim, um, just recently, and it's, uh, the is not really comfortable, um, parang, using that term or the term was a witch hunt um yeah um, yeah it gives them a negative light na um and it can parang medyo din disable mas sila to speak out because you're labeling what they're doing as such so mm-hmm. maybe it's a yeah maybe no I- yeah
3: yeah no um all right yeah kasi so no, sorry John we can add something <laughs> to add yeah no, yeah quickly no. yeah, um get ko yung point ni Tabi um ang ano lang kasi like the term purge and witch hunt then eh, mali lang yung ano kung nsa tna sa purge pero like the term purge and witch hunt sometimes it comes from um, society na lang talaga I mean it's not yeah sometimes it's it's ano eh it's society um accusing the the survivors of like you're just doing this because it's a witch hunt. It's some. It's a common term even with the with the whole let's say Harvey Weinstein case because mm-hmm. there were like 80 mm-hmm. plus women mm-hmm. who came forward and then they they were saying that this is a witch hunt because you're going after this man. Wala namang proof that na, mm-hmm. na this happened. Where's your proof? But they're like 80 women corroborating the evidence. So it's it's yung Parang society just calling calls it a witch hunt to like victim blame or like um, disable ano pero um. Ideally, it shouldn't be that way, talaga, because mm-hmm. it shouldn't be considered a witch hunt. It's like holding people accountable. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's a question from Martin. Yeah. Sorry. question Go go go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a question from our friend Martin. So, if we mm-hmm. if we can't or if we shouldn't call it a witch hunt, uh, could we call it a catharsis for the victims? Well, what do you guys think of that?
3: Catharsis. Wait, baka Iba yung def,
1: baka
3: Iba yung
4: baka ano, iba definition. I don't know, I don't know what his definition of catharsis. Kasi, but I think tama yung ni it's more of holding people accountable for what they did. So,
3: yeah, I think
4: I, I'm I'm going with that. Because I'm vague the definition. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh catharsis is the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from strong and repressed emotions.
1: I mean So reparations? Not necessary. I mean,
3: some because... um some survivors because... like just like they don't come out because they're either either not comfortable or baka takot sila. And then some
2: Yeah.
3: Um very few. Um there I have seen some na parang they they only say something because parang they wanted to to lift the weight off their shoulders so i guess that's the type mm-hmm. of catharsis na mentioned but of course that's not always the case
0: mm-hmm. Let, let's dive into your personal feelings on this because uh you know when, when when this blew up i'm sure it may have uh, stirred some emotions within, <coughs> within you guys because a lot of Sorry. the uh first few people who shared or the first wave of people who came forward were women. So what did you guys feel as you saw this hashtag blow up and basically take over every conversation in your wrestling circles? Let's start with Tabby.
4: Um it made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel angry. And yeah. Nakakapagod rin siya. Like, kasi diba, yun nga, we were talking about this earlier, the list goes on and on and on. Ang daming nadagdag yeah. every day. And yeah. iba yung experiences na nababasa mo. And it's really, means yeah. parang, it gets to you so much na, what if this happened to me? And, or, did this happen to me? May, mag- may ganun ka ring tanong. Kasi, like me, I'm surrounded by like, yun nga, for six to, what, 25, 30 men. Six, six females, there's 30 men. So, yun, it made me question then if it happened to me. Um, yun, and I got worried about, like, the women um, in the community because, yun nga, did this happen to them? What are we going to do? So, ang daming emotions. When I started reading about the, the movement.
0: What about you, Jackie, as someone who's been covering entertainment outside of wrestling? Uh, you know We saw this with the hashtag MeToo movement in no, yeah. uh, late 2017 and early 2018. And now, uh, in pro wrestling, another circle you're part of, biglang, boom, this happens all over again. Yeah. So uh, what did you feel uh, when this weekend took place?
3: Um, when, uh, when we were covering the Me Too movement, um, among other sexual, sexual assault and sexual harassment, um, stories with Freen before, nakakapagod siya, like, nung time na yun, because parang, there was also a time that parang almost every week, every month, may, there, there's a story on, like, someone got, got ex- exposed, um, of, like, saying something, groping a woman years ago and then now lang the surface. So mm-hmm. even then, it was it was very uncomfortable and it also opened my eyes on like, um, because of course, before preen like um, my experience with um, harassment and abuse and assault, parang, parang it was only limited to like what I see in the media, but when I was um, thrown into it already, parang, parang, that's when that's when um it opened my eyes on like how how grave these these things are so fast forward to like the speaking out Parang it it's reminiscent of the of the me too movement during 2017 and 2018 and um as i've mentioned earlier parang nakakapagod nga tignan na like um I remember, like, while I was writing the, the article for Smart Henry, parang I was writing it and I was, like, my initial list ako and then I took a break, took a nap, and then when I woke up, like, a few hours later, lalo <laughs> <laughs> um, And then, as a fan then kasi, in the wrestling community, like, not just, like, within the locker room na alam ko male-dominated, like, even the fan base is male-dominated mm-hmm. until now. Pero, you know, like as a fan, um I'm fortunate enough now, I've never experienced any form of harassment in shows among within uh, caused by um fellow fans or fellow or like wrestlers. Wala pa naman. But like um I empathize with, with the survivors, especially those who came from the fan base, because um it makes you think now what if so, it's someone it's someone you know it's someone close to you that you know this happens to what if it happens to me in the future and i'm someone who's also a victim of like of like her, um harassment outside of the resting i know but like you know yeah, i'm also a victim of harassment emotional abuse and so you know god forbid this ever happens to anyone i know or anyone in wrestling shows talaga <laughs>
0: Maybe we can unpack difference of the terms because we've uh, used words like sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and sexual assault. So those are three different things even though they may be connected. So, yeah. um, Jackie, as someone who covered this in the past, will you be able to shed some light on the differences in nuances of the words? Harassment, um, abuse, and assault.
3: Yeah, harassment, I touched on it earlier. So um, very broad. Um, common definition is unwanted unwanted verbal and physical advances um i also forgot to mention then pala na parang um harassment doesn't have to be sexual in nature it can also be gender mm-hmm. gender harassment gender discrimination mm-hmm. um, for assault um to put it simply it's 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 rape attempted rape groping um, so, yeah, we we know that. <laughs> well, we know those that terms already. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be... Um, it can be interchangeable with sexual abuse as well because, um, yeah, the, the terms uh, the terms change depending on how the media uses it, but, yeah, sexual assault mm-hmm. and sexual abuse can be interchangeable. Ang, ano, ang important naman ma to remember is... Um, uh consent like um if if consent isn't given like you can you can a person can feel harassed especially sp- with her sexual harassment like um some people think na think that flirting and like making a rape joke is okay because you know someone may be laughing but you wouldn't know that the other person's already uncomfortable and or they wants to leave the room and you know there may be cases that, like with let's say let's say okay let's say Crystal's statement where she said na where she said that um, one of the wrestlers pulled her arm and tried to kiss her and then like the excuse was like we're both single that's like yun nga parang if there's no consent then don't do it like if you didn't hear a clear yes or if someone isn't interested in you then don't don't do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, for our listeners who are watching right now or, or those who just joined us, uh, we are live on Facebook. So please feel free to drop your questions in. We'll try to get to as many of them as we can. Um, it's also good that we open the dialogue because, um, again, the only way we'll be able to take a step forward is if we all listen to one another and learn from one another. And that's really the first step towards just being better human beings to each other. Um, with that said, uh Lan Stan Ong has a question and he asks how do you minimize the margin of error when it comes to the potential of a few people weaponizing the hashtag speaking out campaign for their own means?
3: Yeah. So I'm guessing he's asking parang those who are using the speaking out thing to like um, go after certain individuals. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah, to take advantage, I guess, of mm. cancel culture and uh, how, yeah. how it's also very swift.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I touch on like. go. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm gonna touch on like. Um, siguro We can touch on like, um, alleged false accusations as well, because that is uh mm-hmm. that is a common common knee jerk reaction when when um hashtags like this um trend. Um, what I can say is um, so there is a small percentage lang of of people who actually file false accusations and that's not to say it never happens like it does it it ruins people's lives but the thing is that is also part of the reason why um this conversation becomes more difficult because um, yeah. okay. because of people who who weaponize such you know such movements to to for their own personal agenda and Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's already difficult for survivors to come forward and to be honest, I mean, no, not to be honest, but to come forward with their stories and to ask for help. And then we have people telling telling lies, so parang lalong, lalong nai-invalidate yung, yung experience ng people because um, the public is instantly gonna say na, na, oh, there's another rape accusation, baka fake. Like, if they don't have yeah. proof that he's fake I mean, I understand. Yeah. Now you can be skeptical and you can you can reserve your judgment for another time. Pero mm-hmm. you know, you, it doesn't like um. Fake accusations aren't the sh- aren't and shouldn't be the norm. And yun know, yeah, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be the neutral reaction. So I get. I'm guessing, parang if. If you're if you're skeptical about a uh, certain accusation, fine, okay, lang I can't I can't blame you. I can't force you to believe everything you read on the internet, pero don't use it as don't use it as an argument to invalidate other stories in the future.
1: The para yeah. to discredit to, the thing outright now.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: To add to what Jackie said, lang um I think it's. Uh, and it's important also that we have like for example um within organizations if cases are being filed um it's important that we follow due process Mm -hmm. so that and um for us because well for me personally um uh the first reaction is to really believe the victim because to our point earlier it's really difficult for them to come out Mm yes um it's a struggle um about it. And it's... And they're really, really brave for coming out. Yeah. Um, or, like, for me, my first reaction is to really believe the victim. Uh, believe the story. Yeah. And then um, mm-hmm. following due the process, it's <coughs> when we investigate. So that's why we... The, the... What do you call this? The statement of the victim is very important. Um, and then we... Um, what do you call this? We invite the person accused to get the person's statement. And then that's where we get the facts. So I think it's um, mm-hmm. yeah, important that we follow the process so that we minimize in cases of um, uh, coming out as like a weapon to cancel someone or yeah. to ruin mm-hmm. other people's lives. So there.
0: Tabi, you had a very great point about uh, the first step being to believe the survivor who comes yes. forward and shares their story but um, let, let's say I'm someone who a survivor comes to and shares uh, their mm-hmm. story with me uh, What's the first thing I should do to support them how what are the concrete steps I can take to be a good ally for this person?
4: Yeah I think the first step is to really listen and to to let the victim know that you are there for them. Um, at this time at this point in time when they're coming out it's really really important Now they know they have people behind them and they have people with them yeah so it's it's going to be a hard process for them because it's going to be hard to accept um the fact that this thing happened to you so mm-hmm. they need parang emotional support on this um And one more thing is that I think um, you keep that person's story because if that person um, is still not comfortable to speak out or tell Mm -hmm. the story, his or her story to the world, then you have to respect Mm -hmm. that because it's not your story to tell. So, yeah, that's what I think you should do.
3: Yeah, Uh, you can also um you can also um well you, you have to ask for their permission though um like if they wanna if they want if they need help like reporting to, mm. to um a- a- appropriate authorities ganun. especially with cases of um let's say sexual assault or particularly rape like actually you can you can um you can report you can report on behalf of the victim as long as there's consent from the victim I mm-hmm. you can ask Ria about this tomorrow, but mm-hmm. that, that's what I know. You can um, report on behalf of the victim.
0: All right. Um, so we, we mentioned rape culture earlier, or we alluded to it. And um, looking at this conversation, uh, especially surrounding sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and sexual assault, a lot of it really, really stems from how rape culture is normalized. And I guess to yeah. provide a concrete example that applies to the wrestling industry, Uh, Sammy Guevara was uh, put in the spotlight um, Mm -hmm. yesterday because there were comments of his from a 2016 podcast that came out where he made light of rape and it involved Sasha Banks. Uh, The comments were absolutely disgusting to hear. AEW has since taken action and Sammy Guevara has also um, uh, come come forward with his statement and so was Sasha Banks. So um to shed light on young rape culture and how it's been normalized can can we try to break it down kaya in a way that our listeners will be able to uh, to grasp it
3: Um okay so like
0: sang pa siya or how does it get fostered
3: Yeah yeah So rape culture as a whole is parang um and it's it's like it's embedded in our society Let's 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 uh, no, let's admit it. Na parang it's in some way it's embedded through like um, sexist views, misogynistic views, and it creates this environment where where if it prevails, like um, it it will normalize and then trivializes like um, harassment and um, assault as a whole. So it can start um, as early as childhood. Like how how you raise someone to like. Um, view view women cause ba like here in the Philippines like here in the Philippines we're we're accustomed that um women women should be like very very subversive ba here in the Philippines and then if mm-hmm. if a guy like um acts like in any way, shape or form feminine like he's already like shamed for it. And, yeah, um, we can touch on that later on toxic masculinity. <laughs> but, yeah, um, rape culture comes for it, like, um, with simple words, like, you know, with Sammy Guevara making light of, of rape, making rape jokes. I mean, we have politicians who make multiple rape jokes. Um, um, so yeah. I, have, I actually have a pyramid here in my notes. Um so first the first like in the pyramid like on the bottom is like normalization so rape jokes uh, victim blaming clothes blaming locker room talk and gender discrimination and then it goes up a level and it it becomes degradation where um catcalling sending unsolicited photos stalking are part of it mm-hmm. another level is removal of autonomy so um mm-hmm. It, it moves up to like um, violating like safe words, um, threatening someone, um, dosing dosing, which it, which is something that Keith Lee talked about, kanina mm-hmm. and yeah, on on the top of that pyramid is explicit violence, na, so sexual assault as a whole, like rape, um, murder during during sexual ano so molestation and stuff. So yeah, it can start like with something so simple as a rape joke, as so simple as victim blaming. It it can escalate to something deadly. So that's mm-hmm. that's the effect of like um, fostering rape culture in our society
1: this episode is brought to you by podmetrics podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast audience sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code wrestling2xpod and code wrestling2xpod
0: tabby i want to get to you because uh, you're someone who's in who's in the actual locker room someone who has uh, had experience uh, being in the wrestling world as a, as a wrestler, mm-hmm. so um, do, do these things resonate with you? Things like uh, the locker room talk are these things you've heard, whether in passing or actively heard? And what are your experiences in dealing with uh, with these situations or with this embedded and systemic um culture, for lack of a better term?
4: Yeah, so I think um, oh, yeah, sorry. I think uh, my first environment was really I think it helped being part of a women's boot camp, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it felt safer. Cause mm-hmm. it kind of it's kind of, to be parang when you first get into training, it's kind of intimidating. Um that the training ground is full of men. Yeah. And yeah, so it really helped. Um, um I and mean, being part of a women's boot camp. But as you progress along the way, you get to um, what do you call this, get in contact with different wrestlers and most of them are men. Um, I think there might be some instances where in there, I don't know how, how, you, how you define locker room talk, but I think there are jokes in passing and or behavior being tolerated, yeah. Um, there are stuff like that, and um, yon, and I think ako, I think I'm lucky because I don't know, um, the people I'm with are okay, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think yeah. um, I'm I felt protected in a way, um, yeah, almost. <laughs> because the people I'm with are okay. Um, I have a circle of friends who are there to protect me. Yeah. So I think it helps. So, yun. I think that was, that's really my experience, basically.
0: But in the instances where you said that you did notice these things, things like passive jokes or uh, possibly yun nga, yung yung sinasabing locker room talk, in uh, in the instances you've heard this, uh, were any specific emotions triggered in you?
4: Um So, for the instances said like I don't really mind them. I think I trained myself to um parang not be intimidated or not be put down by these things. But mm-hmm. um nga, it's mm-hmm. a case to case basis. Um if you feel um if, may ganun kung, if you feel like um na offend ka because of that, then um I think you should have, I should have like spoken up or confronted the person, but um, I didn't. <laughs> and I think you know, I, um, I I tweeted about it a few days ago. Na parang we cannot like turn a blind eye on this anymore. Um, yeah. It needs to be called out. It needs to be talked about within yeah. the organization. So it's also an um, an eye opening um for
3: me yeah to add to Tabi's point then parang i understand then the like some women who don't who don't call out their friends especially your male friends who say like mm-hmm. certain jokes i mean i'm someone who who's always who's who's friends with a lot of guys and I'm, i've grown up with guys talaga. so i am i mean to like how guys talk but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's okay. And I understand then some women who don't, who don't, um, say anything because personally ako, like, when I've called out, um, inappropriate behavior, inappropriate comments like this, the, the instant reaction is parang um mo naman, um, joke lang naman, um, wala, they don't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. So parang sometimes it's just nakakawalang gana to like, call them out. Pero, there are some cases then na parang, um, let's say, let's say, a partner, for example, lang naman, for a, a partner says something and par- says something or does something, you don't say anything because you're also fearing fearing na parang something might happen to you na, I don't know, mm-hmm. baka mag kayo or something bad. So, nga, it's a case-to-case basis. Pero there are some people mm-hmm. nga na gano'n yung thought process din kasi pag-ano.
0: Let's get to a question off the uh, comment section from Bugs who's asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this is for Tabby. What changes to yeah. company culture or training culture can we make uh, to ensure a safer training or promotional environment for women? Meron ba that come to mind? Um,
4: not necessarily like changes in training. I don't think. Um, it's weird because if like you're gonna force us to train with each other a lang and you know like not all of us would like go to trainings all the time so yeah. I think it's more of really what the company would do to these kinds of cases and how the company would um, what do you call this? um hold the people accountable so that's where our heads at right now it's really um making sure that mabigyan ng justice yung mga victims who have come out and hopefully Mm -hmm. because of um what we're doing mawala na siya totally hopefully like it's parang maybe parang holding people accountable for their actions would actually like stop them from Doing it in the future because we don't want this happening in our organization again. So, are there specific things that we can we are start right with?
0: Now. So, uh, sorry about that, Tabby. But, are there specific yeah, things that we can start with, like, um, regardless if you're a woman or a man, uh, who mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. to come across these conversations or you see an, an actual incident? God forbid, um, like, like, what are concrete steps we can take to, to chip yeah. away at this culture and eventually change it?
4: i think um calling it out is one thing like um not necessarily like you have to call it out on public oh, you're wrong um it's it can start with just letting person know that oh you might have offended someone or you might have made one feel awkward or uncomfortable stuff like that um behavioral change then shy because it's not because the company the management can only do so much and if it does if you're if you yourself will not change um wala i'm sad to say walang magagawa pero sana like niyay parang sana um, matauhan yung mga tao because
3: of what
0: happened so yun. how about you Jackie on your end like um as as an observer and knowing that this this does happen not just in the wrestling world but even in the mm. entertainment world in the sports world in, yeah. in the corporate setting what what concrete changes would you like to see or would would be ideal uh so so that we have some place to start
3: okay um i mean i think um on tws credit naman i think they're 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 on a good start naman na parang there's they're trying I mean kasi for me it's important to make a, a, a safe environment for 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 survivors to come forward. Laluna if if it's in a workplace setting. Like it's important to have like a a safe environment where they can report and uh they don't fear like invalidation from anyone who's in charge. And um nga, holding holding those accused accountable um of course I can't really dictate what a company should do say as much as I want um, uh, I want predators to be fired sometimes that's not always the case with companies sometimes they they suspend sometimes they stake they, they, they um, fire them um, but it's it's always important to hold them accountable and to make sure that this doesn't happen again, um, or like to keep um, people within the within companies or promotions safe. Um, on the end, the man of the of the predator once they've been punished. Like I hope, like if they publicly publicly apologize that their apologies aren't lip service. Like actually do something to, to change their actions. Because um, let's say the Sammy Guevara um, incident. Like good on him that he's like he has like a good character development. Um and that he's actually well well um according to him he actually regretted his actions. Um so that's one example because because cancel culture like it doesn't allow people to grow and cancel culture for me is only is only um acceptable if you see someone constantly being a shitty person ka- even if they apologize or or they promise that they're not gonna do do something similar but then you see them do something else something mm-hmm. else so yeah um change change can change can change can be uh change can happen it's, it's just you have to be consistent and you have to keep your promise not just apologize and not do anything yeah.
2: All right, all right. So uh, I have a question. Add, oh, sorry,
4: sorry. Go, with that. Go ahead. I sorry. To add Go lang ahead. if um I don't know if people are asking about what, um, what exactly are we doing inside the organization? Um, I just wanna talk about this lang, kasi yunga, okay.
1: um. It's a good time. It's a good time.
4: Yeah. So, um, I think um you, you know already now we already have like arbiters that people can go to. Um, mm-hmm. whenever they want to come out or speak out. Um, that's actually me and Red, so um, we've had that in place for a while now. Um, I think I don't I'm I'm not sure if it was just this year, early this year, early last year. But we uh, I mean, already year. had oh. that in place. But now, um, we know now we're not really expert yeah we're not really experts in this matter so um we've we're constantly seeking for help from actual professionals like um hr professionals who have already um dealt with cases like this Um, and we're also seeking help from um gabriella so um we're in the process of um providing because if the victim needs counseling we also acknowledge that if they need help we can't really provide that ourselves so we want like professionals to help them and um should there be um cases actual cases cases to be held um in court uh, we're also here to support so that's what we have right now but um if if there are things we can improve on, we're still um, really educating ourselves on this. Um, uh, yeah. It's a really, really big, um, what do you call it, this, um, task to handle. So we're constantly trying to improve the process in the organization.
0: Mm-hmm. Ro, really you had right. a question?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a question actually from Murphy, Go Murphy. Uh, Jackie touched on it a little bit, and we've talked about now how, well, what corporations and organizations and companies are doing to address the environment itself. But what about the actual men who are being accused? What about what? What should they do? What is a satisfactory mm. uh, apology in your terms? Because I saw a Take Canada then that's, that said yeah. that the, the gen, the generic, uh, we'll, we're yeah. sorry. We'll do better apology is only, uh, you know, assurging the the guilt of the accused and not really doing much for the victim. So what in your opinion, is a good satisfactory apology to the victims?
3: Mm, It depends, eh, kasi there, some victims are, well, from my observation, some victims are okay with like, um, um, the accused, like apologizing and actually being sincere about your apologies and because I mean we have seen non-apologies where they have they, they uh-huh. make excuses pa for their actions. They make a the
1: statement, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean uh they make but, the
1: statement and then it doesn't
3: make sense. Yeah. <laughs> they make a video pa anyway. Um yeah um a sincere apology is, is generally okay. Um some Take the extra step na they they take like sensitivity training so it doesn't happen again. Um I, my personal pet peeve is like the ones where they deny that uh, I'm not I'm not a sexist, I'm not a misogynist because I have a wife and kid. Like your wife and kid aren't supposed to teach you how to be a decent human being. <laughs> um mm-hmm. pero, ayun, for me generally like a sincere apology, doing necessary steps and actually you know, living up to the promise that you're not going to do it again, because ayun nga. Parang if you apologize, then and you didn't live up to it. Parang that it, you, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, and you just, you know, put yeah. your foot in it mouth.
0: Uh, Tabby, anything to add to that?
3: Yeah, to add long then,
4: yeah. Uh, uh-uh. um, I think. Um, Jahi touched on this na na important for us to consult the victim kung ano yung gusto niya mangyari. Kasi nga, um, mm-hmm. sometimes kasi nga an apology is okay for them. Or sometimes, in our case, um, is it a release or a suspension? So, it, parang in this process, um, for us handling cases, it's really going with the victim's um, decision. And respecting mm-hmm. um, his or her decision. Because mm-hmm. if that makes him or her, um, if matanggal yung sa niya because of what we, but because of that um, verdict, then that would
3: be okay. Yeah. Also, making sure that um, this person didn't do it to other people. Because if mm. if let's say if let's say one victim one one survivor comes forward. And they they say that um, it's okay that this person is suspended. Just you know, penalize them or something. If it's like not a grave offense, <laughs> I mean, all of them, all of them are, are horrible. But like the most grave offenses. Um, but like if this person also like victimized other people, like it's better to let just you know remove them from the picture because it's obvious that um, if you don't remove him, like he's gonna do it to other. More people within your within
0: the community, or like yeah, oh. Speaking of uh, removing these people from the picture altogether, we're seeing uh, we're seeing actions being taken on individuals who have been accused. So, uh, you've seen Joey Ryan, uh, you know, just go off of social media and various organizations dissociating from him. He got fired from Impact. Uh, mm-hmm. You also have someone like Jack Gallagher, who was fired from WWE yep. after these mm-hmm. allegations came out. Um, uh, uh, you have Sweet Saraya Knight, you mom Page, uh, who was also accused by, uh, by British wrestlers. Yep. She also went mm-hmm. off social media and uh, immediately announced that she's quitting the business altogether. Um, so, I, I, uh, in line with that and with cancel culture, is there a way for uh, people who've been accused, like a Joey Ryan, uh, to to salvage their career or whatever is left of it after these accusations from uh, from victims. That's a question from Lance over on the comment section.
3: Um, <clears throat> honestly, I didn't um, look through all the all the stories. Na so baka uh, the the Joey Ryan incident, like all these incidents, just flew over my head already. Um, sorry. uh na in terms of their career, like <laughs> I honestly have have no have no remorse for I know, but objectively speaking, objectively speaking, um.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. It's it's an opinion, naman. So, like Lance is asking for your opinion on the matter. So,
3: um, honestly, if you're gonna ask me, like my personal opinion, like I I have no sympathy for people who lose who lose their jobs over like, um, especially if there are multiple accusations against them because um it i have seen people like victim blaming like they're saying think of this person's job like why would you pile on this person why would why would you accuse them of something that happened like x plus mm-hmm. years ago x plus months ago but for me if you actually if you were actually a good person and you you weren't hurting other people then you would have kept, <laughs> you kept your job you would have kept your job you would have kept your life <laughs> Um, but, yeah, I, I, that doesn't mean that I'm not giving them a chance to change or, like, not giving them a chance to, like, take, take accountability for their actions because that is exactly what needs to happen. I mean, if, if hindi sila makukulong for whatever they did, I mean, at least they should do the steps to, like, be better, be better people and not hurt others in the future.
0: How about you, Tabi? Anything, uh, any input on your end, or would you like to proceed to the next question?
3: Um,
4: actually, same lang with Jackie. Um, if grief talaga yung nagawa, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> hindi ko alam kung <laughs> kung kung ano kakabalik from that Yeah. kasi yun nga eh, kung just kang tao in the first place, but mo gawin yon, <laughs> ba <Diba>? parang <laughs> Hindi ko, hindi ko ma-explain. Hindi ko rin maintindihan yung mga tao no, I, for
3: doing
0: I, that. I, I, so, I understand yun. and, but, yung, eh, yung apprehension kasi it's a matter of safety. And if it's not a matter of my yeah. personal safety, it's the safety of the people I'm with, I'm sharing that yeah, room with. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can only speak for myself when I say na if I knew that there was someone who was proven to be a sexual uh, a, a sexual abuser or a, a sexual deviant offender na mm-hmm. I have to share mm-hmm. a locker room with this person, I wouldn't feel comfortable about it. So yeah. I can only imagine how it would be yeah. for, for you I guys. Think. So, okay, yeah. uh, let's talk about toxic masculinity, um, which we've alluded to several times on the podcast, but I yeah. don't think we've specifically defined it. Mm-hmm. Uh can, can we try to put it in specific terms like toxic masculinity as an attitude or as a behavior? Like, how does this manifest itself? And why does it lead to these uh, graver um, situations?
3: Mm-mm. So, um, to put it simply, toxic masculinity is parang, you're designating, like, manhood. Parang, you your boxing manhood uh, with the description that uh, it's normal for guys to be violent and um, to express aggression to to be more to be more sexual um, compared to women because yun nga, parang as part of also toxic masculinity is believing that women are subversive to men and um, it can contribute to rape culture because um the boys will be boys mentality is also part of toxic masculinity because you're basically you're practically excusing uh, a man's shitty behavior uh because because of their because they're males, because of their gender um and it shouldn't it should actually um, it should actually offend men, especially ones who are who were raised properly. now imagine like being boxed nah, If you're doing something shitty, you're just, you know, parang, it's okay because you're a guy. Parang, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be the Shouldn't be the case. Yeah, kasi Shouldn't be
1: the case even in isolation.
3: Yeah, kasi if, yun nga, if pinalaki ka ng maayos, tapos sasabihan ka na parang, ah, okay lang na, na ganito ginawa mo. (laughs) Then that's, 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 that's offensive. Well, that's offensive dun sa nagpalaki sa'yo ng maayos na parang parang tunuruan ka to respect to respect women to respect other people and then parang boys will be boys okay lang na ganito yung ugali mo but anyway um but yeah um for yun nga, the another thing another um mentality toxic masculinity masculinity mentality that can contribute to rape culture is yung not not all men are like what about the men who experience so-and-so? Ganun. So parang we see that when people come forward and then they say they say um, men are rapists, men are ganito, men are trash. And then the knee-jerk reaction of men is like, not all men are like that, I'm not like that. And what about the men who experience like rape and harassment? Um, mm-hmm. The latter, parang, parang rape, parang... If if women don't come forward, parang men can't also come forward. And men have difficulty coming forward also because um society deems them weak if if um, they're they come forward. Yeah, parang they're not allowed to show weakness. And um, I have seen stories before na he realized na something, something bad happened to him pala. And at that moment, hindi niya inisip na masama na pala yung nangyari sa kanya. Kasi inisip niya na parang, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting a girl. Like, I'm sleeping with the girl. Kahit ayoko yung nangyari sa akin, I'm sleeping with the girl. Then later on, na-realize niya na parang, hindi pala okay yung nangyari sa kanya. And, iyon nga. Parang, I
0: guess to provide a concrete example of, of what you're saying, na, it could happen to a man, uh, it happened to... Yeah, Keith Lee, yeah. He actually came yeah. forward with his story on social media. Yeah. So um, you, you have this image of Keith Lee, who's this big hulking guy. And then uh, you know, to know that it could also happen to him, it really, uh, I, I guess, grounds that idea. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Siguro so to shift to a concrete example in the local wrestling community tab, you, will you, would you be able to provide examples of how toxic masculinity can be exhibited? Like… Um, I'm sure we have some some wrestlers or some fans who are listening na parang shit do I exhibit these behavior na hindi ko alam so maybe we can uh, identify some examples.
4: Mm. Ba?
2: Oh, I got examples. I think, people are people yeah. are screaming uh, profanities at Martivo just because he's gay. That's toxic masculinity.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. have personally uh, no, I've no, not me. But like I've heard people say that during Martivo's matches.
0: Uh, on your end, tabi, any examples, of like you know, these uh the these behaviors that uh as a woman are, are very difficult to hear, because it's very uncomfortable. And then for kunara, if if a guy were to hear or to say it, ah, boys will be boys lang eh, locker room talk lang naman eh, When it, in fact it really is part of the problem.
4: I think in mga what do you call this? What do you call this? Um, I don't know if there are weird actions being done, exhibiting like um, I don't know something that alludes to being sexual. Mm-hmm. And it's parang ha okay, and it's parang being tolerated or being laughed at when you're in front of a woman I think it's yeah I think
3: that's one thing yeah mm-hmm. na parang kumbaga oh this guy is known as a ladies man so normal naman normal in vocabulary niya ganito
0: yeah
3: <laughs> parang ba ah.
0: and, sorry Taki or Tabby uh did you mean to add something okay uh, so the reason why we're even bringing toxic masculinity up in the first place is because um, throughout the discourse it's been linked to rape culture because of you know that, that mentality in a boys will be boys kanyan, and it, um, it normalizes it because w- once it becomes normal that's what's uh, um, th- that leads you to go up that pyramid na ni Jackie and Jackie I believe that pyramid image, is something that gets shared on organizations like RAIN, RAINN, R-A-I-N-N. Um, mm-hmm. they, they do share these. So you can Google it, the uh, rape culture pyramid, to yeah. show you escalating behaviors. Um, in, in line with the toxicity of it all, um, I think we also have to touch on toxic stan culture. And uh, when we use stan, of course, you millennial definition now you're really a fan of someone. So for example, somebody that you're such a huge fan of gets accused of uh, of, of sexual misconduct. Yeah. Um, and then his fans will come rushing to his defense, even though there have been multiple accusers corroborating the same thing, or even worse, uh napatunayan talaga that this person is an offender. Um, yeah. uh, how how do we best deal with this toxic stan culture?
3: Um, don't put your idols on a pedestal, one. <laughs> one. I mean, I understand as a fan and as someone who who has like who has been part of fandoms before like yung invested talaga um yeah i I understand um how much you can love someone you idolize but it shouldn't come to a point where you're putting them on a pedestal as if hindi sila tao that makes mistakes and to the point now you're defending them as if you know them and I, i mean i know it it it's it hurts and it's difficult to accept that your idols aren't like who you think they they should yeah. be. But like ayun nga, parang just allow yourself to be disappointed and move on and hold them accountable for their actions. And if they apologize, I mean it's not it's not your place to accept their apology because they have they have um survivors like sometimes multiple who who deserve that apology even more and ayun nga as a fan kahit fan na fan ka nun tao parang it's it's really not your place to to forgive them kasi, to forgive them or to like um demand an apology from them kasi um they nga parang they have they have survivors that they need to answer to talaga and the families of the survivors as well
4: I think also ano uh, um, parang we have to accept na tao lang din tayo. Parang pantay-pantay yeah. tayong tao na we make mistakes, and mm-hmm. parang we shouldn't put that like shield of ano I don't know perfection in, into the people we look up to because you know, that's what makes it toxic. As people have this parang, disbelief na um, ah hindi yan so, so I think that should stop really.
3: I, I know it's hard, but that should really stop. Yeah, especially now we see we see toxic uh, toxic stand culture, even in politics. Every day, guys, you see toxic stand culture in politics.
1: Yeah. Yes. Close yes. To home. DDS culture is toxic stand culture <laughs> at the
2: end of the day. You that's know true. it. <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's a, that's a very concrete example, as concrete an example as it gets. Right? Yep. Um Before before we get to a couple of listener questions, um, I want to touch on yung mga common problematic statements Then And siguro, what can we uh, h- how can we shut these down? Because we already mentioned yung nga, yung toxic stand culture and uh, medyo tied in din yun eh, na yung toxic stands, sa kanila rin nanggagaling yung mga problematic na statements. Things mm-hmm. like, where is your proof? Why should we instantly believe them? Yeah. Baka yung yeah. motive niya is ganito-ganyan. Why didn't you fight back? Why didn't you report sooner? So these are uh, common problematic statements, and how can we, how can we tackle those in a proactive manner?
3: Mm-mm. Ano lang, for uh It's easier said than done, but like just mm-hmm. trying to educate them talaga na parang these these answers aren't. I mean, let's say um those who ask for proof, those who ask for evidence. Not everyone can produce something something physical. I mean, there are those who, who come out with, like, screenshots and stuff, but, you know, not everyone is fortunate because how can... Let's say you get groped in public by someone, someone like, well, in the terms of speaking out, like, um, if you get groped by someone, how do you produce a, like, physical proof of that, right? you can't really demand someone to to um come out with with evidence talaga. Parang the, the, the most we can do is just listen to their stories and believe them and sometimes the the most concrete proof is like um corroborating statements talaga from other survivors who experience the same thing from the from mm-hmm. the same person
4: mm-hmm. i think also your mindset Gabby, on your end yeah um, the mindset nga na parang um, You have the right to ask for all these things um, Parang kailangan nandun yung respect um, mm-hmm. When someone comes out Because um, I've seen mga um, people demanding Oh, where's your answer? Where's your proof? Where's, why aren't you replying on Twitter? Something like that mm-hmm. Na parang you're not helping yeah. in any way Parang because I don't owe you or oh, yeah parang uh, hindi siya nakakatulong kasi um, you have to let them ani eh, um progress at their own time speak at their own time answer at their own time and um and answer those who are um um liable or accountable hindi yung mga taong nanonood lang sa gilid parang mm. we should, parang yun eh, kaya nga eh ganyan Ng, talaga, respect talaga, um, with everything that's happening. You don't own these people, so they don't need to do anything. Mm-mm. See uh-huh. you guys.
0: Okay. Uh, we've got a question from Franco Kabiles on the Facebook page, and he asks, uh, how, how do you guys help reduce and prevent similar cases like these from recurring in the future?
1: And um, I guess this has
0: also been asked happy. in a different form earlier on. But I think this is more of really uh, just taking steps to ensure the collective safety of everyone. No, no, yeah. no! It's for us. It's
2: for us. us. It's actually for us, boys.
0: Okay. Okay. Oh. Uh, huh. So, oh, yeah, how we, how, what, what,
2: what can guys, we do? What can we do? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think the first step is to just not be not not be a creep. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if it's vague, but it starts there, human decency. Like how, <laughs> how hard is it to uh, yeah. not have human decency um, and, and to not respect people's boundaries? And uh-uh. to jump off of that, I think consent is also very important. And I'm not just talking about consent in the context of sexual encounters. Um, uh-huh. like, uh, di ba when I, I'm not a wrestler. But I've been in a situation where I have had to be physical with uh, with with people. Uh, with Tabby in particular, you and I have had uh, these these um, physical interactions in the ring, and uh, I've always been very uncomfortable with them because I've always asked myself, "What if I make her uncomfortable?" Um, so, ah, okay, I, I can only speak okay. for myself because I you uh, know I think experiences. So, uh, I've always found that encountering on the side of caution by asking yeah. <laughs> is more helpful than assuming na ah, okay lang kasi we're working together naman so please please feel free to correct me if i'm wrong um but that's what i found has worked for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna yeah, agree with that i'm gonna
2: agree with that and as an introvert myself i personally assume that people want their own personal space you know they want to keep it intact so for me, when I talk to people, I try not to you know, overstay my welcome and all that. And I think this kind of thinking helps then to, you know, uh, if we could advocate it then mm-hmm. for people to respect yeah. other people's boundaries, as you said Stan, Karina, uh, it yeah. could possibly, if it takes, you know, it could possibly help reduce similar cases.
0: What's the question again, sorry, I got lost. <laughs> Uh, right. how can you help uh, reduce or prevent similar cases like these from recurring? Okay. Well, I just I
1: okay. I'm 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 just trying not to name names in my head because you know how madulas I am with these things. I think three of the four of you in this call. Jackie ikaw lang ata. But like in my case it's like one, I'd like to think that, you know, like on my on my end, I try to make friends with everyone. Like I'm a very overly friendly guy, like the complete opposite of what Ro is. I try to buddy buddy up with people, but then I still acknowledge that you know people have boundaries and not everyone mm-hmm. likes me. But like um, even even at my absolute worst, even at the absolute worst, it's like that. But like if you want like if if this it's Franco Cabiles who's asking this how do you prevent these things from occurring in the future you keep the circle tight you keep the circle tight you try to understand and build these relationships of trust with people that you trust because i know like i know for a fact that the people the people that i surround myself with with my very immediate wrestling circle all of us like right here right now are good people and we tried to, you know, we try to make it as welcoming as environment as humanly possible in the locker room as people, as human beings. Like, yes, we're a very extroverted group, but we try to ensure that people feel safe around us. And I think that extent like that's All that's right. something that we've advocated uh, for. Like, yeah, it's that's that's what it is, without rambling too much. But without naming names, it's like We've always okay. tried to make sure that people are comfortable.
0: Thanks, Camus. Um, this question is for Tabby and this is off the comment section from Ronnie who asks, um, I have read mm-hmm. Crystal's story and uh, in which she specifically names Peter Versoza. Is this the reason why he is no longer booked? More importantly, is this the reason why he is no longer part of PWR?
4: uh to be honest um the case um uh, crystal's case with peter um it's the first time that um it's been raised to us but um the last time i think peter wrestled for pwr was 2018 Correct. and yeah. um i think it's clear naman na not really He's not allowed to go back anymore, and we've cut our ties with that person.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, here's a question from George Pastor on the comment section: Where can we, as audience members, learn to be better, especially with regard to sensitivity? So maybe, uh, maybe we can get in perspective, ni Jackie as a fan, and then later Tabi as a performer.
3: Um sensitivity as fans so i'm of the the belief that um us people have the responsibility to educate ourselves on how to be more respect res, uh how to be more respectful and how to be overall decent human beings and um mm-hmm. there are some people kasi that that expect like like women to like expect women to be like a learning curve when women shouldn't be shouldn't be um a learning curve to be to to, to learn the decency that you should have learned on your own kasi alam yun, parang bata pa lang tayo tinuturuan tayo paano magrespeto ng tao not just women paano magrespeto ng tao and it is it should have been our job as humans to like um uphold that uphold that, and and we shouldn't expect people to to spoon feed to spoon feed us to like how to be how to be better. I mean, at some point, like you can you can ask for advice, pero if pero it's up to you to to do something about it, talaga, and you shouldn't you know put the burden on like let's say women on like how to approach women better how to approach women better or, Uh like, how to talk to women because you should, you should, you should know, you should know that for yourself, I say, So that's my perspective on, like, um, people as a whole, not just in, like, in the fan base, talaga.
0: Tabi, how about you as a performer? uh, Where can the audience take the first steps to be better in terms of being sensitive to, you know, people around them?
4: I think, um, it starts with respecting the performance in front of them um and really um it's also important to i don't know like draw the line nah i know like um like pwr wrestlers we get really close to the fans because we have this meet and greet at the back at the end of the program and then that's where we get to talk to fans and yep. um i think um for me lang, it's not because we get to talk to you doesn't mean now you you can take advantage of that situation. That's lang true. For me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. some people might think, oh, we, we got to talk after the, the show. Um oh we're friends yeah. now or I can do this to her now or I can do this to him yeah. now. Parangalun. Parang, parang yeah. we have also set um boundaries. Um boundaries. Because yeah, it's really just respecting the person Mm-mm. and knowing what to do, doing
3: what is right. So, yeah,
4: that yeah.
3: also that also goes for wrestlers who interact with with fans. Like, just because we just because some fans pine over you doesn't mean like you have to be you have to be you have to cross a line then with with them like when you're interacting outside of like shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, ako, I'll, I'll share a good case practice I I saw firsthand. Um, so nung Feb I was in Tokyo and I got to catch a Stardom show, mm-hmm. and I observed how strict they were talaga with uh meet and greets, and um like after the show fans are immediate. Y- yung for context, yung Siguro, what ninety percent of the audience there ninety five percent were They're all there. male older male. Yeah. Older mm-hmm. than I am. I, I'm 30. So, mga 40, 45, 50-year-old men, right? So, they're, they're really um, uh, sectioned off, cordoned off. Tapos, nakapila talaga. And then, the interactions, may physical distance talaga with the table that separates the Joshi from the uh, from, from the fans. So, like, yeah. that's one way that uh, Stardom has um, implemented a, uh, a safety measure to really protect yung, yung wrestlers nila. And I applaud them for, for uh, measures like that yeah okay,
3: especially since Japan has like a huge like sexual harassment know,
0: culture a yep. little. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're down to our last few minutes here. Uh, for those of you who are still uh, still listening, still watching, uh, we thank you and uh, we do encourage you to to keep commenting, to keep being part of the conversation if you'd like to ask a question. Uh, please feel free to, to to go. We still have another five minutes here. Uh, Ro, did you have a question on your end?
2: I was just saying hi. Sorry. I,
0: go I, ahead. I, I, <laughs> I was just waiting for the fans. I actually Thank had you for a follow-up. Up.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry.
1: Problems, sorry about go, that. Problems. I had a follow-up to that. Na parang, um, for Jackie and Tabby, um, how do you feel as you know, as people with the way that PWR is now? Na parang, we're speaking from that very perspective, but do you think that EWR is a safe space. At the end of the day,
3: um, for me, I mean, I can only speak for myself and for yep. for some of my friends. Um, for me, it's a safe space in a way that I don't have to like um, to to worry about like how I present myself because. I have had conversations before about like uh, with, with someone else na parang you shouldn't wear this at a PWR show because, you know, you might get harassed. And mm-hmm. I, I have always um, stood my ground on that because I always believe that I'm not going to get harassed at a PWR show. If I do get harassed, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, yeah, but so far in like the how many years I've, I've been to a PWR show like it's been it's been a comfortable ano it's been a comfortable space for me man. um especially like interacting with with the fans especially the friends I've made there and PWR and the wrestlers that I've interacted with as well and those who I've become friends with as well like um during shows and even from online like so far a lot of them are respected Naman. So, yun, that's for me. I'm only speaking from my experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about you, I'd like to think that it still is. I'd like to
4: believe yeah. that it is. Um, yeah, even with all these cases, I'd like to believe that it's still a safe space because I think there are a lot of people who believe this as well and there are a lot of people within the company um, that would want to the Organization yeah.
0: to be a space. yeah. So. Uh, we've got a question here from the comment section from Neil Cuenca who says that um, promotions <clears throat> like Riptide have begun taking out their online matches to edit out uh, abusers or people who've been accused of sexual misconduct. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think of this course of action and do you think our local feds should do the same if necessary?
4: Um, for that, I think. I believe we've done that with um, Nina's case. I believe we haven't like published anything about um, um, Alex Cuevas. So
1: mm-hmm.
4: um, that's one step to it. Um, but in the future, um, really, will we want to put our resources to more important things, and that is really handling the cases, but like for now, we want to put all the resources to the handling the cases that we have. So um, <laughs> we would take note of that. Um, but for now, um, um, we're really focused on the investigations that are currently happening. So um, um, we want to unlearn, um, ask for your patience when it comes to us dealing with these things. Um, we are still learning. Um, If you have suggestions, you can go to me, go to Red. Um, but yeah, um, ang important talaga ngayon is to, <laughs> I've been saying this since we started, but to hold people account- accountable for what they did. So that's what we are focusing on.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Any Anything to add, uh, Ro, Kamas, or Jackie about this one?
3: No, ako, I'm good.
0: Okay. Sige. Um. So we're, Basically winding down, and um, I want to take this opportunity to open uh, the floor to you guys. If there's any other insights that uh, we may have missed, but you'd like to uh, to address at this point in in the podcast, is there anything from anybody?
3: Um, <laughs> my God, people can be. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what to say anymore. No, um, honestly, I've seen, like, um, statements where where they say that it's hard, it's difficult now to be a wrestling fan with everything that's happening. And it's sad to see that as a fan, especially, na, and, you know, imagine if you're a wrestler then that you see a fan say that it's difficult to be a wrestling yeah. fan right now with everything that's happening, parang, you don't know who to trust anymore, what if you know but for me uh I I don't the conversation like speaking out shouldn't like be shouldn't be seen as a like a negative thing uh affecting wrestling because it does hold people accountable. It opens their eyes to like um some of the horrible things that are happening behind the scenes. And yeah, it is a necessary conversation that we should have. I understand if you can't and, um, you can't be a resting fan now after everything that's happening. Pero just know that, just hope that something good comes out of the whole mm-hmm. thing. And we, you know, yeah. we just need to to keep the conversation going, and in hopes of um, bringing some more good into the world. I mean, we all need a lot of good in this world, especially um, oh, what's yeah. happening now. <laughs> so, ayun.
0: Yes, how so about you, Tabi? Any uh, any uh, additional insights you'd like to share as we
4: wrap um, up? Well, na it's more of me assuring everyone that we're doing something. Um, hindi naman to like pinapalampas lang because. Um, yeah, we we won't tolerate anything, um, and it's just I guess it's just the firing, just the start of it. I don't know. Sana tapos na, but um, if more people are coming out, then um, of course we're here to take on their cases, and we're here to um, provide support for those who are about to come out. So. Long from my
0: end. Okay. Um, there's uh, there, There's one last question from uh, From Alice over on the comment section, which I, I feel is really tricky. Buzzer, beater. Yeah, I was gonna actually say that. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I, I think the, the 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 more interesting question is what are we doing to educate our wrestlers on consent, and um. I, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but it's it's a really tough uh, question to to answer and to address, right? Because uh, um, again, babalik ako dun sa systemic and embedded yung toxic masculinity. Eh. And mm-hmm. I personally, uh, w- when I said at the top of the podcast that my silence has meant my complicity in uh, in enabling yung toxic masculinity. Um, there, there is, on my end, there's always been that fear. I'm only gonna speak for myself here. There's always been that fear of speaking out because, what if this ostracizes me from the company? What if this ostracizes me from, uh, playing a bigger role in in what we do in PWR? You know, um, uh, I've always felt that, uh, there, the, parang ang hirap magsalita kasi kung may maapakan ka, edi maapakan mo si at si and that gets in the way. Like, if you're a wrestler, you're worried about your push. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, so, mm-hmm. so dun palang eh. and then, it, it's really hard to rock the boat. Uh, it, not just in wrestling, but it, in general, in whatever society or community you're part of, it's it, it's super hard to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I don't want to say that I have taken on the responsibility of educating everybody because I cannot. And mm-hmm. I acknowledge that I cannot. Um, but my personal hope is that these conversations we're having on the podcast, for example, I hope that everyone can take some time out to to learn more and to listen more. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I I think that's a good first step. And yeah. these mm-hmm. are not good conversations in the sense that ang sarap makinig sa ganitong usapan. They're not. They're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They're not. Nope. Uh, they're but not. They're, they're necessary. Yeah. And, yeah. Um. You know. Again, only speaking for myself. Uh I, I cannot control everyone, but this is what I can control with my platform and with my voice. Yeah. Um uh would, would you like would you guys like to add to that? Ro? Um, just, uh, feel free to add to that as well.
3: Um ako Siguro to add to the point on consent. Um as a general rule, na lang siguro, parang if if let's say you're, you're flirting with someone or parang you want to flirt with someone, parang general rule na lang, parang ask, ask questions, ask questions, mm-hmm. um, get a clear yes, if if um, remember that silence and uncertainty isn't a yes, and parang mm-hmm. don't use body language as an excuse na parang, oh parang this person, feeling ko this person type ako because her body language is ganito, parang no. <laughs> Parang get a clear it's better to get a clear a clear yes a clear yes definitive than, yes yeah, yeah a definitive yes yeah. rather than pushing kahit hindi mo sure kung nag yes siya or nagno siya kasi ayun nga that's that's where you that's where you ka, um, that's where you fail in um, recognizing someone's consent eh. parang you keep pushing even though you're unsure or alam mo na parang nagno na nga naggo ka pa, pa so ayun
1: that's worse.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and I, end, yeah, uh, um would, I agree would actually. Like, would you like to share? Yeah, it's how I see it, it's really um being part of our conversations like um the fact that we call out like unnecessary behavior and we speak out against people who are doing these things and punishing actually the punishment is also one thing um i'm not mm-hmm. sure kasi if like if we go like oh are we going to hold the seminar on this i don't think i don't think um kasi na parang if if it i'm more for the route na um slowly kailangan parang tanggalin yung ganitong behavior and it's up to us you have to be responsible for that na you have to um tell that person what they did was wrong and um punish actions um just to make sure to hope hopefully that they don't do it again or for people to know na this kind of action was wrong so i'm still at that point
1: Mm -hmm. And not just that it was uh, wrong, wrong, that Thomas. it's also not tolerated. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah nah. It's not just that it's wrong, but then we won't tolerate it. We won't put up with this bullshit, especially the you know, well, we haven't. And and moving forward, we won't.
2: I just wanted to add uh, what, to what Stan said, because I think he hit it really hard in the head that it's incredibly tough to educate fellow guys. Mm. Um, especially here in the Philippines, I noticed that yeah. uh, where the patriarchy is super ingrained, the toxic masculinity is super ingrained, right? And uh, I think the most we can do is really just to keep airing out these perspectives, right? And to let people know that these are what these people, which is to say women, at the, and in this case at least, these are what they're feeling. And these mm-hmm. feelings are real they're tangible, they, yeah. are, mm-hmm. uh, they are part of what makes them human, and they should be treated like equal humans as well. So mm-hmm. that's about all that we can do with this platform, I think.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, so... Uh, that brings us basically to the end of the uh, to the episode and our panel discussion for uh, for tonight at least um, I just want to take some time out to thank everybody who joined us uh, everybody who participated in the comment section and everybody who just uh, clicked watch and listen and share um, it means a lot to us that uh, you're willing to take the first step to have this conversation um... Oh.
3: Uh, Thank you oh, no. so much And of course <laughs> wait, wait. to our
0: guests for tonight uh, to... Thank you very much to Jackie, Arias And to Tabby oh, oh
1: no
2: He's gone again Thank
0: you so much Jackie Thank you so much Tabby For being
1: here today And having these very difficult conversations <laughs> That you know we have to have um, Catch us again tomorrow Where Stan will be joined by Checks Rhea to make Gamboa. sure he doesn't mess it. Ria Gamboa, of I just don't want to mess it up. I'm, that's why I'm checking, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm double checking, I'm double checking no, all I'm of back. the combat. I'm, I'm back. Don't no, worry. Okay, I'm go. I'm back. I'm back. All right.
0: Oh okay, uh, wait. So Ria yeah, Gamboa, um, we're the at Ria Gamboa. Doesn't end here tonight. Yeah, yeah. The, the conversation doesn't end tonight because uh, we have a follow up episode for tomorrow night. So. Um, with the help of uh, my good friend Cheska Litton, uh, she connected me with Ria Gamboa, who is one of the co-founders of a nonprofit organization called Empower Philippines. Uh, this is an organization that she founded alongside Kat Alano uh, to to help out uh, people who have gone through abuse, survivors of rape. And, and sexual abuse. Uh, so, I know that there were a lot of questions in the comment section that uh, we weren't able to address. And I also have some other questions that um, take it to a, a different level of discourse that I, I hope Ria is going to be able to uh, concretize for us. So, please Mm-mm. join us for that. That's tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Dito rin sa Facebook page of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And if you just joined us or if you caught us at the tail end, everything will be uploaded on Spotify. All right. Uh, so on that note On behalf of our producer uh, Our producer Nikai Lucanias for tonight uh, Babyface producer Ryan is thank on you, the Nikai. bench as well Thank you Nikai on, on behalf Thank you Nikai On behalf of our guests uh, Jackie and Tabby And of course my friends Ro and Camus And Chino wherever he is tonight uh, My name is Stancy And I just want to say Thank you everybody For, for joining us tonight and, Oh and uh, one last thing Don't be a creep please
3: don't be an
1: asshole we'll talk about wrestling next week my new Japan Cup stuff to talk about for next week but not this week peace out guys yeah